0: Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her Baba keep J. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of God in the Real World. I am your co-host, Margie Connor, and I'm joined by just such an amazing individual who I just love and appreciate and I think deserves many awards and accolades that are not going to be done just by me saying it on the podcast, but the incredible Michelle McKeever.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Um, So today, Michelle and I are going to dive into something that was actually her idea. So I'm going to turn it over to her, but it's a little intense. And so if the intensity of the world is a bit much for you today, I might recommend turning this podcast off or coming back to it at a later time. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle so she can actually explain it to you.
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, hi, everybody. And yes, as Margie said, please tend to yourself, care for yourself. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about conflict, um, and specifically conflict on the larger scale. Um, I was telling Margie as we were thinking about an idea for this episode something that I've been really, really working with and struggling with is um, like global conflict and death. And specifically, I'm talking about the conflict in Israel and Palestine. I think it's important to name. Um, but also just like generally like that's, that's one out of hundreds of conflicts that are going on, on a kind of global scale, I think in our world right now. And so really wanting to find a space and a time for us to be able to just talk about it a little bit, talk about it from the Baba perspective and our interpretations of it without taking like a firm political stance, although like I would argue there are firm stances chances that you could take, but really just trying to open up a conversation so that maybe it can open up some minds and hearts and conversations in your spaces as well. Um, We're also gonna keep this short and sweet because it is such a heavy topic. Um, So just know that in advance, Um, it might feel truncated, but that's purposeful to allow you to, again, to allow this to start a conversation and not to feel complete at the end. Um, So, Margie's going to start us off with um, a message from Baba that we'll use to help guide our conversation today.
0: So, um, thank you, Michelle, for that. Um, Before, when Michelle and I were kind of figuring out how to navigate this topic, because it's a very difficult one to navigate, you know, Michelle brought up a good point of, like, yes, there's a level of, like, understanding that everything is Baba's wish, but then also, like, what is, like, how do you know you're not just spiritually bypassing? So, anyway, we were trying to find a passage to... Um, sum it up, and we were looking at Baba's final declaration, and uh, Baba gave the final declaration on September 30th, 1954. Um, and if you read it, it's pretty intense. So if you're new, newer to Baba, maybe maybe wait a couple months <laughs> to read it because it, it Or is know that intense, you're but... not alone if you like think
1: it's absolute crazy bananas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, Baba said that like three quarters of the world will be destroyed with his manifestation. But we, her, and I kind of combed through it, and it there is a part in there that really you know, sort of validates that we are at the lowest expression of the world right now, or that that's sort of what we're experiencing, which I, I really feel that's what war is. It's like it's the expression of our lower selves, like taking place in the world. So I'm just going to read this um, little passage. It's a little part of the final declaration. When my univer- When my universal religion of love is on the verge of fading into insignificance, I come to breathe life into it. And to do away with the force of dogmas that defile it in the name of religions and stifle it with ceremonies and rituals. The present universal confusion and unrest has filled the heart of man with greater lust for power and greed for wealth and fame, bringing in its wake untold misery, hatred, jealousy, frustration, and fear. Suffering in the world is at its height, in spite of all the striving to spread peace and prosperity, to bring about lasting happiness." Um, Then I'm just going to read the next couple of lines. For man to have a glimpse of lasting happiness, he has to first realize that God, being in all, knows all. That God alone acts and reacts through all. That God, in the guise of countless animate and inanimate entities, experiences the innumerably varied phenomenon of suffering and happiness. Thus, it is God who has brought the suffering and human experience to its height. And God alone who will efface this illusory suffering and bring the illusory happiness to its height. Mm.
1: Thank you for that.
0: Yes. So I feel like you have more to say from the get-go. So I'm going to turn the mic over
1: (laughs) to you. Not that I don't have any feelings. The first thing is like acknowledging. I'm just going to acknowledge myself right in this. I am a cisgender white woman who lives in the United States. I was raised Catholic. And now I'm a Baba lover. I am not Jewish or Israeli. I'm not Palestinian or Muslim. Like, 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 I feel like that's a margin. I share a lot of those similar identities. Like, I think like, first of all, like in this, like, it's important to talk about that as well. But like, there's like, as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it's all God. And then there's a part of me that's like, who the fuck am I to say that when I'm sitting in my couch, you know, my new couch that I bought with a comfy blanket in my, like, house in Washington, D.C., totally physically safe, you know? Like, it's a lot easier, I think, to, um, or it's, I hear that, and it makes me just want to be like, okay, then I don't have to think about it because God's got it, I guess. Mm. And I think that that's kind of, like, the work that I've been really thinking about recently is, like, how do we keep, like, our humanity in this, um, in, in, when we are physically safe in a space, but there is, like, extreme suffering going on, right? So, like, I think so, like, what I've realized is, like, when I'm looking through things or I'm hearing about things, like, I feel myself wanting to just check out, like, and just be like, okay, that's sad, but I can't think about it. Like, I can't do anything, so I can't think about it or feel it. And I feel like... That's not what Baba's asking us to do. And when he's like asking us to remember that all this suffering is his, it's not so that we can like then just like don't worry, be happy. It's so that we can like find ourselves and like work to creating this like world that we do want to be a part of, right? Um, that that's just like some of the stuff I'm thinking. I get a little lost in it because it's like there's so much here.
0: Um, but yeah, what are you thinking? as you're thinking about this I think it's a really overwhelming topic and I will say you know for me it's it's it's. I mean I'll just be honest and candid it's really hard for me to even like act like it's happening because Mm. I, I think I'm so energetically sensitive and like when I see of course you know it's all over Instagram it's all over the internet it's like it's inevitable that you run into it and I feel like I'm like a bad citizen of the world by just kind of like mm-hmm. trying to block it out. But it's because when I see it, it's, I mean, I just, like, I look at a kid and I, I have such a soft spot for yeah the protection cool. of children. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm Jewish. And so on one hand, it's like something that is very like, that could have been me. You know what I mean? It could have been my ancestors. It could have been, you know, it's not, or even looking at the Holocaust too. Like I realized that like my, my grandfather actually escaped from a concentration camp to come to the state so it's not like Probably. this I didn't know whole, that yeah it's a really cool story maybe we'll have a whole podcast on it but no I'm mm-hmm. kidding but I mean it's it's not something that is like super removed from my history you know and like my dad lived in Israel for a very long time it's so it's um yeah, it honestly makes my brain shut off. But where I have to just keep coming back to is that, I mean, I really believe based on what Baba said and then also my own inner experience that war is like the lowest expression of human, of humanness. And I don't have the power. Like I, I'm not going to go fight over there. And I, I personally, I don't really think that like posting a video on Instagram is not not necessarily going to like fix it. Like I, that's just, I mean, I, I see it all the time, but like, I don't think I'm going to be able to like end this war. And the only thing I can do is to like send love that way and try to make my life much more intentional with love in hopes that it spreads over there. Because I, you know, I was actually, I was reading this book recently, actually, Michelle, it was a book you gave me. It was an astrology book saying that when basically like the, the, the way the psyche works is when there's war within the psyche, it, it. comes out in the world and there's so much war in the inner psyches of people right mm. now that this these wars that we're seeing is just the expression of like the war that we have within within ourselves and i mean that's the work that i do and i, I don't necessarily feel like i'm ending world war by helping people but i do try to help people end the wars in their psyche, you know, through my work in hopes that it starts to alleviate some of that pain. And I don't know if it is, I mean, I could just sound like a, a white girl sitting here in the States, like in my backyard in Arizona where it's beautiful and sunny. And, but with that being said, it also, I think, you know, we talk about how, or Baba talks about how religion is like the worst it's, it's terrible. It's, yeah. it's like the defiling of God, basically. And, you know, everything that's been happening in the Middle East for years and years and years, you know, and then also it's, I mean, it's all based in fighting these crusades of religion and yeah. people trying to be right. And yeah, I, I don't have an answer, but that's, that's just sort of some of the things that I have. Uh, about. It. <laughs> I love that. I think, because I think,
1: I think what you're saying is like, what so many people are grappling with right now, especially so many people who have spiritual faiths and backgrounds, which is like most of the people <coughs> we're talking to who, bless you, who listen to this podcast, um, right? Like we are talking about people who have like a deep faith in a greater power, right? And have to hold that with deep suffering, right? That's witnessed that it feels hard to line those two up, right? Mm-hmm. Um there's part of this, the universal message that um, I think speaks to kind of that when we talk about like the conflicts that are started over religion. And I think one of the things that always has drawn me to Baba is his like, "Don't do that." Like, like he's like, he's like, like these religions, these rights, like these things that you create to be exclusive, like, lead to the suffering. So there's one, he there's one line in this that says. Um, to affirm religious faiths, to establish societies, or to hold conferences will never bring about the feeling of unity and oneness in the life of mankind, now completely absorbed in the manyness of illusion. Unity in the midst of diversity can be made to be felt only by touching the very core of the heart. This is the work for which I have come. When I think about this thing like where we, um, there's an a. Uh, we just use religion just to like, like we can so often use it to just hate other people, you know, or to use it against people or to like, and I, and I think that that's like, and I, and I I wonder why, why that is right. Like I, and I wonder if it comes from this mindset of like love being scarce, like there's not enough Mm -hmm. of God's love to go around so, like, I have to have the right path for God's love, right? Yeah. Like, and my God has to say the right thing. And, like, I even think that in reading this from Baba, right, like, where he's talking about the three-fourths of the world destroyed and the one-fourth or whatever, like, I'm thinking about, like, how every major religion that I know of has some version of, like, that kind of world destruction piece, right? Um, like, every avatar that has come has given some version of, everything's going to go to shit like <laughs> the apocalypse of the four horsemen like all that stuff and I think about like what do we do with that like what's this message that God keeps giving us what does destruction look like and then to some sense are we are we purposely creating that destruction because we think that's what God wants from us <laughs> like there's all these layers that come up into it and I don't again like I think this podcast will probably be a lot more questions than answers like but of just yeah. things to allow ourselves the time and space, I think, to be able to get curious and get critical at times of things that need that, like, and of systems that we've set up in our world that, that need a little bit more um, of a sharper eye on them. And I think a lot of that has to do with religion. It has to do with, like, these, like, societies, even, like, countries and things like that. Like, there's no perfect that I know of, um, no perfect country nation in the world right like yeah sorry to all the u.s people who think we're like the perfect one we're not like there's no perfect (laughs) there's no perfect religion in the world like every religion like including like or every faith including like baba like lovers have are fraught with human issues like you know Mm. like fraught with these issues and i think that part of it is like that is like we try to pretend that that's not true right like we try to pretend that like Oh, once you, you know, find Jesus or find Baba or once you like, you know, get in read the Quran or, you know, read the Torah, like you got it. Like it's gonna be good and you're gonna get it and everything's gonna be happy in this idyllic society. And like the reality is it's not because like human beings are still human beings with all of our messiness of emotion. And so that comes back to Margie, I think, like the personal level of like we have to be doing our own work. Like that is like a base level of like how we can support global conflict. There are more things like there are certainly action items like and also recognizing that different people support global peace in different ways. Like it takes all types of people. But to be consciously like thinking about the work that you're doing in your world, right, with the individual people, like while you might not be able to consume the media, while that might be overwhelmed. like I get like I'm with you in that. But actually, like, to be conscious of the fact that the work that you do with your clients on an individual level or, like, for me, the work that I do with my students, while not, like, always directly related to global conflict, is work of, like, bringing people closer to, like, knowing their full selves and is work for ourselves of knowing that so that we can be advocates in the world for that global change, right, for that knowing the truth of the heart.
0: Yeah, I really love what you're saying. And I have... I have two things that kind of come up for me when you're saying that, where I think a lot of times like people want to save the world. There is this like concept of like, because people don't necessarily always feel like they can save their immediate family or Mm -hmm. their relationships or their children, they project it onto the outside world. And so when issues come up in the outside world, it's like, let me put all my energy into figuring out how to fix it. When Mm -hmm. I really think the biggest, and this is just a personal opinion, you know, this is not me saying this is God's will at all or God's word, but I think it's really our job to take responsibility for what Baba has presented to us because he knows the perfect path. And the reality is like, if he wants us these wars to be over, he will prompt the right person to do so. But the, the way that we can have lasting impact is by, bringing that feeling of love into our immediate life. And it means like, you know, the sacrifice of like, let's say you're having family struggles right now and you don't know how to quite navigate it. Now, I'm not saying like, I think you have to get really, you have to be really careful because you don't want to get into like codependency and that kind of thing. But it's more just like, am I showing up in all areas of my life in the most loving way possible to the best of my ability? And I think that if everybody does that, that's actually the way to make global change. Like if everybody got up in the morning, and I know this is very philosophical, like my Sag Moon is talking right now, but if everybody got up in the morning and said, can I make the most loving decisions today, Yeah, that would have a ripple effect, and so I think that sometimes there's like a big focus on like, oh, how do I end the war in Gaza, but meanwhile, have you ended the war in your relationships, have you ended the war within yourself, and in doing so, like, are you... You know, like if you're having a war within yourself and you're creating a war within your family system or you're creating a war within your relationships or your work or whatever, you're actually adding to the war. And the whole, I mean, war is an energy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just something that I, I don't know if that brings up anything for you, but that's just kind of what comes to mind. No, I, no, I really love that. And I think that, I think that
1: it's right. It's hard to like kind of conceptualize. I think it's hard, like, I know that's right, and I say that all the time. And it's also hard to be, like, again, like, it comes back where I'm, like, physically safe, but then I have to remember, like, it takes all types. Like, I thought many times, like, should I just get on a plane and, like, go and, like, get somehow get into Gaza and, like, help? And, like, I'm, like, what what could I do that, like like, people aren't already doing there, <laughs> you know, yeah. like – And so it is, like, working on those wars in our own heart. I think the relationship to family and stuff is really important. But it also brings up to me is this thing that I think about a lot where we, like, think our systems are so complicated and they're so, like, long-lasting and they've been around forever and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's human beings, right? Like, at every level, like, the systems have been created by human beings and they can be taken down by human beings. And it can be taken down by human beings doing their work, right? Like, if every world leader was doing their deep spiritual work like we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right like if every world leader had processed their familial trauma and every person like if we were all doing that you're that's how it ends to adds the energy of the war or doesn't right and so Mm -hmm. I think a lot about like the power of grassroots movements just in general like I feel like grassroots movements are like the most like some of the most effective movements for change But when they stop becoming effective is when they grow too big and people stop doing their ego work, right? And so, like, for us, it's, like, really important to be able to do that ego work while finding the pockets of, like, pushing past the envelope of our comfort zone so that we can, like, mobilize for social change and whatever that means. That doesn't mean you have to be, like, protesting on the front lines. It doesn't mean you have to be, like sharing on social media, if that's not the way that you do it, but it means like being able to have these conversations in our, in our minds and hearts and in the spaces that we can. Right. And it doesn't mean even like you have to take a political stance in, in, in some situations, but it means like feeling the humanity. Like, I think so often, like, I just feel like this experience right now, like, and you were talking about it a little bit, Marky, and I think you actually like feel it more is like when you're looking at or reading about conflict right, in the world, or you're seeing pictures of children, especially, you, you said that's something for you, that's also something for me, who are suffering. Like, it it loose, it, it uh, illuminates a feeling. And yeah. I think part of our work is to allow ourselves in a way that is safe for us so that we won't be destroyed, so that we can continue our work, but to be able to feel that. Instead yeah. of like, and that's for me, part of my stuff, and like, why I do share things, right? Like, my perspective is like, to bear witness, but I have to still at the same time then tend to myself. And that's the privilege of this lifetime that I am in, right? Like that is so privileged to be able to choose how much to engage with a feeling. But I think when we just like don't do that or when we like are like, I'm never gonna talk about it or think about it and I'm just gonna pretend that nothing is happening in the world outside of like a safe bubble I can create for myself then that's where it gets a little dicey. Like then I think that's where we're not doing our work. And so it's how yeah. you knowing yourself, like like I have depression and anxiety and like a whole host of familial issues and things that are coming up right now. <laughs> like, so like, and I work in a school with kids. Like I have to show up every day for the people that I serve in my life. Yeah. And like, I have to monitor how much I can like tap in to conflicts in spaces that I'm not in because I will go deep dark and not be able to get out of bed in the morning but I'm really trying this week to stretch myself and to feel and to be really conscious of the sending of love and prayers and figure out like where are the small actions that I can do or who are this who are the people that like I know are also trying to spiritual bypass, you know, at times, and how can I bring people into conversations, like, I have friends into conversations that are, that, again, are recognizing everybody has their unique identity. Like, I'm thinking about you as your identity as, like, in your, your familial background, right? Like, I, like, I'm more speaking, I guess, to the people who, like, are not affected by any marginalized identity, and I'm kind of like, it's our work. Like, we have a lot of, it's our work to be able to like do this, like to be able to feel this, yes. and I just think that like that for me feels very aligned to Baba's, like not like this, like this this whole message, this like that's a more fire and brimstoney message from Baba, but it's also <laughs> about touching the hearts of people. So we have to allow our hearts to be touched, even if that means that we experience some grief or some sadness or joy, and we have to then be able to work with ourselves and to get support to move forward and be in service. Yeah. This is my like soapbox, I guess.
0: No, I mean, I love everything you're saying because I think it, it very much in a way you're kind of like a lot of, I think that there's kind of two sides of the spectrum of people who experience this issue. Either they just like totally, and there's a lot in between, but I would say there are two distinct groups where there are people who are extremely active on social media and extremely passionate about it. And are like I don't understand how you can't be making this your whole life or there's people on the other end who are just like I'm going to pretend like it's not happening. I'm not saying there are there are a lot of people in the middle so don't come for me. <laughs> don't cancel me. But I think that there is, you know, there are two distinct groups and I, I like a lot what you're saying because you're kind of calling not calling out in a negative way, but you're sort of like putting telling people to put their money where their mouth is. <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't know I, I don't know about you, but I believe that but, I mean, everything happens for our spiritual well-being, and like when I see a kid that is like shaking and covered in blood, it's really hard for me to think that that is for their spiritual well-being and yeah. their growth. It's it's hard for me to accept, but I mean I believe wholeheartedly that Mirababa is God, and you know that what he said is true, and so I think I have to believe it, whether yeah. I believe it in my body or not. I have to just trust it, but then on that same. Note, I do believe that Baba has put everybody in the perfect role that they're meant to be in. That that I have no problem accepting. Maybe other people feel differently. But I think that if that kid is in the in the Middle East, like that is a role that they have been prepared and are ready to accept and do their best in. And for whatever reason, Baba has put me, by his grace, has put me in the West with the ability and the privilege, like you said, to be able to do the work to end some of the war within mm. right like this kid is on the front lines of you know being a victim of war but i've been privileged and i don't want to squander that privilege like there is some yes. there's yes. i think with privilege comes responsibility and that's sometimes where i struggle with people in the west where it's like just because you have privilege doesn't mean that it's just like you're gonna have a happy-go-lucky life <laughs> i mean i think we're all entitled to happiness but yeah yeah
1: but not squandering that. that. that's so beautiful margie like not squandering that privilege that we yeah
0: we're using totally right well I mean that's like a whole other point too and you know something I try to hold to is number one we have no idea what the power of love does like there's a story of Baba where I'm gonna I apologize if I paraphrase some of this so again I hate when people come for me when I get stories wrong but it was something along the lines of like there was a woman who was very very sick and her friend was praying for her and she ended up miraculously getting better. She had, like, stage four cancer or something, some very, very, like, terminal illness. And this her friend came to Baba, and he said, do you know that it was your love that saved her from that? Mm-hmm. Like, your love was so strong that that was what saved her. And I think that we take for granted what the power of sending, you know, there's a kid that I, I saw in a video at one point. It's kind of burned in my mind. Yeah. So every time I think about it, and I know I'm not the only one. I mean, that, that video was all over Instagram. And I don't think it's an accident that Baba has all this social media out there so that hundreds of thousands of people are seeing this one kid, and you actually do have the choice to send love. And, I mean, every time I think about this kid, I just think about Baba holding him and, like, you know, getting him through this. And, and I, actually, I think that there's a lot more power in that than we, we want to act like there is. Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I, it feels so hard because like I am in so many activist spaces and different spaces that are like, you know, like cross out like thoughts and prayers and like, it must be policy and change. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm more about like putting a plus sign in between like, and sign like, like, because I do think like for those of us who have spiritual, like real deep belief in spirituality and who are really, again, like like that image of you just saying, like holding him in Bob's arms. I think a lot of people when they say, I'm keep you in my thoughts or prayers, like they don't actually take a minute to keep somebody in their thoughts and prayers. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and like that, so that's the bypassing, but what you're talking about is they're really doing it from a deep spiritual level and then doing your work. And then I know we're like, we're going to keep tight on time. Um, but I want to make one note about kind of the, like, cancel (laughs) vibes because I feel that too. Like even talking about this, I'm like, this is like a really heightened topic for us to talk about on this podcast. There are people who probably have already turned it off and are pissed. Um, my hope is that if you're listening to this with like a lot of discomfort, what I've been, my plea has been is like, I know that both Margie and I are open to feedback and open to your thoughts and feelings. And my hope is that you can also come, if you can, with some kindness around that. This has been my like plea for people even when I post stuff around um, like Palestinian, like like uh, freedom on Instagram and things like that. Um, is that like, you remember that like, and know that we love, we truly love all people and know that Baba are here, is here for like, is in everybody and that like, Margie and I are both like, and I can speak from my eye perspective, but like both of us I know are dealing with like huge things in our lives right now and a lot of different layers of things. So if you can kindness with your feedback or your thoughts or your impressions, like we very much appreciate that. If you can't, we both can hold anger and big feelings too. Um, But my ask is that like we're here every other every perspective to be able to come and find the nugget of that oneness of love underneath um that's my also ask for people who are like on social media is like make sure you're consuming social media if you're going to be active on it from a lot of different perspectives even if the ones that piss you off so that you can try to find the nugget of what Baba's trying to do with there you know and like that's also i think part of this work of how we move forward and in every anti-racist space and every like like diversity, like training and everything. That's like what I learn, And like, I, I think we have to remember to do that from our spiritual perspectives too. So whether we say a story wrong or whether we, you know, say something that makes you angry, remember, try to find what Baba's trying to do with
0: you on that level. When you hear that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate what you're, what you're saying. And I, you know, something I just, that I feel really deeply about. And, um, number one, I think that it's important to have all the feelings and that, I don't know if we've talked about it yet in the podcast, but it was something that Michelle and I did talk about in our pre like podcast run through kind of thing is it's important to have all the feelings. Like if you're feeling angry, it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have grief. It's all those things, but then also keeping in the back of your mind, like, where can you actually does that anger help the cause because the reality is anger war is anger and so if you're going to direct that anger back into the energy of the war is that the most helpful thing you can do right it's okay to have anger but ang- anger is a lot of power right and so how can you direct that anger towards love it's just a question that I maybe that's a controversial question but it's just a question to ask you know and also something that I've thought about I think being Jewish and I was super um, into being Jewish when I was a kid, I felt very, very connected to especially like the ancient part of the religion and, you know, like Moses and all of that. I felt very connected to it and confused as to why um, God said that, you know, the Jews were his chosen people. And they had gone through so much suffering. And, you know, I look at often what Baba says about, you know, suffering is the gift from the master. And I'm, this is not me saying that it's okay what's happening, yeah. but there is a, a part of myself. I'm not saying you have to do this, but there is a part of me that holds that when God gives his word, it's not flippant. And this is something that, you know, the Jewish people have had to endure for, yeah. you know, yeah. millennia, really. Yeah. And it's yeah. been the same story over and over again. And somewhere there is love in it. And I think that I'm not saying that you should look at the war and be like, wow, that's so loving because that gets into the spiritual bypassing. But if you can hold that space of knowing that you don't understand and I don't understand where the love is, but God does and Baba does, that it might just create a little bit more lightness and less of this feeling helpless i don't know that that's just what i have to say about it
1: thank you thank you i feel like that was a lot so i hope people you can take for listening you can take some time for yourself we're gonna leave you as we always do with the beloved god prayer and if you want today to dedicate this to anybody potentially um the citizens of Israel or Palestine or of Congo or of any other conflict in the world or anybody in your life who might need an extra love today, um, we invite you to dedicate this Beloved God prayer to them.
0: Beloved God, help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more until we become worthy of union with you and help us all to hold fast to Baba's Dhamma until the very end. Beloved Avatar, Meher Baba Ki Jay.